Coming to you from my home office today with three quick subjects. My 2017 travel year in review, my 2018 travel changes, and finally airplane drinking. So for me, on December 22nd, travel for the year is done. Uh, short of possibly a, a last-minute trip to Georgia, I'm staying out of the airports, uh, especially in the Orlando area with all the, the families coming into the mouse world for the holidays and all the locals trying to get the heck out of here in hopes of seeing some snow. Uh, no matter what airport you want to be in, you don't want to be in at this time of year. First up, my 2017 travel year in review. You know, every year I log into TripIt and pull down all my travel itinerary information. You know, I like data. If nothing else, it makes you look busy when people look over your shoulder. But, you know, for me, data tells a story. Um, you know, this year I spent 171 nights in hotels, and, and I'm a Hilton guy, and that's where my loyalty's at. And if you're ever looking for, you know, a really decent place to stay, check out the Hilton Garden Inns. Uh, they always have a fresh, hot-cooked breakfast. Normally there's a bar there where you can kind of close down your evening, and the fitness center is usually above what you find with some of the other chains. Ended up on 47 flights this year, and all but two of them were on Southwest. Um, I actually flew American Airlines about a month or two ago for the first time in years. I mean, I had no status with them, and so I log in, and I'm looking for a, a one-way flight from Baltimore to Charlotte, and I'm scrolling down the page, and I see $74. I'm like, hey, we're golden. You know, I was carrying liquid, so I knew I was going to have to check a bag. So $74, then you throw on a... Uh, a uh, $25 baggage fee, you know, we're right at a hundred bucks for ticket, keep scrolling down the page. And all of a sudden I come across a uh, $92 ticket, including an upgrade to first class, which included free luggage. So I uh, saved my company seven or eight bucks and uh, managed to get a few free drinks in me on the short 45 minute flight. Uh, rental cars, I ended up with 11 rental cars this year, which is a little bit fewer than the year before. Um, and it was a, it was a conscious choice. The, uh, one of the reasons was every time that you grab a rental car, you've got to fill out a receipt. Every time you fill up with gas with the rental car, you got to fill up a receipt. Um, same with parking, same with tolls and so on and so on. So, uh, this year I used Uber and Lyft a little bit more, but my biggest strategy was managing to coincide, uh, several of my trips with, uh, other team members and, and kind of sold them on the idea of, uh, of grabbing the rental car going, well, just think of all the points you're going to get. You know, there's nothing better than baby road warriors. They're easy to talk into anything. Ended up in about 59 different cities. Um, probably the same 59 cities I've been to before. But, uh, you know, traveling the southeast, you find some really interesting places. I, I remember this summer I ended up in Enterprise, Alabama. Uh, home of the bow weevil or something to do with the bow weevil. But from the story I got, I guess the bow weevil came through there years and years ago and, and just decimated the, the cotton crops. Uh, so much so that they now actually have a bow weevil statue in the middle of the uh, the city square. I don't know if it's to pay homage to the uh, the bow weevil or to, to ward them off from ever coming back. Uh, in my personal car, I logged about 22,000 miles, which is a bit shy. I usually end up somewhere around 30,000. Um, we lease cars, and so we run through them 60,000 miles or every three years, whatever comes first. And, you know, I usually end up replacing a car about every 24 to, to 
30 months. So, you know, and if I compare that to my uh, 2016 travel numbers, I was 164 nights in hotel, 43 flights, you know, 19 rentals, 55 different cities, and 31,000 thousand miles. I mean, my, my travel each year runs pretty consistent, um, but still, for whatever reason, I always spend uh, the afternoon and one day in December pulling those numbers out, taking a look at it. My 2018 travel strategy. You know, I've posted about my fondness for the American Express card in the past. You know, they're one of the few companies that still provide really good customer service. And, you know, and their benefits like uh, $200 in Uber credits and the yearly travel credits comes close to offsetting the cost of the card itself. Um, you know, some of the benefits like uh, access to the Centurion Lounge really doesn't do me much good flying out of Orlando on Southwest Airlines. You know, another benefit of automatic Hilton Gold status is absolutely useless because I'm, I'm Hilton Diamond or Hilton Platinum, whatever the heck it's called. Man, that's a, tra- that's a travel snob right there. I don't need gold. I'm, I'm platinum or diamond, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, you know, those are, those are the, some of the great benefits with it. But, you know what, this year I'm actually going to ditch that card for another one. Um, I'm going to grab onto the, uh, I think it's Chase Rapid Rewards card because it's actually tied in with Southwest. Um, and Southwest offers, offers what they call their companion pass. Now, before we go any further, uh, I am not a financial person. I'm prone to making bad financial decisions. Um, I think for the most part, my 401 or my retirement plan is a fistful of scratch-off lottery tickets in a case of Miller Lite. I mean, you get the idea. Nobody's calling me up going, hey, let's make an infomercial based on your financial choices. But if you've never heard of the Companion Pass, it's Southwest Reward that allows you to pick a person to fly with you free. You know, every time that you purchase a ticket with dollars or, or points, they get to fly free with you. So to qualify, you need to fly 100 qualifying one-way flights or earn 110,000 points inside a calendar year. And so hitting either one of those two gates, you get companion pass. So you name somebody at the beginning of the process that's going to be your companion and if you make it in, let's say, June of 2018, they fly free with you for the rest of 2018 and all of the next year. So if you time this right, you can end up getting you know, somebody to fly with you free for the better part of 18 months. You know, So flying 100 one-way flights, that's not going to happen. I, did it, I flew 100 flights one time in one year, and it was absolutely miserable. Um, you know, it, it didn't fly every week, but between connections and being in airports, you know, two or three different airports each week, it, it's a grind on you. Uh, so I'm going to try to hit it by uh, banking 110,000 points. I'm going to try to do it by, uh, by July. Um, that's my goal. And so, you know, here's the rapid rewards card pitch. You know, if you uh, spend $1,000 with them in the first three months, they'll give you 40,000 points. So, you know, you're 30, 30% plus of your way towards 110,000 points. I've got six flights scheduled for January alone, so spending a grand is not going to be a hard thing at all to do. Then the other kicker is they give you two points for every dollar you spend on Southwest travel. So I ran the, the numbers, data, 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 and uh, found out that I I'm hit 24,000 points in the first six months of 2017. You know, my run rate will probably stay right about that. So I'm figuring 24,000 points times two, that's 48,000. 
that gives me 88,000 points by June, and that's before I book rental cars, hotels, grocery, dinner, you know, all that good stuff. So I think the remaining 22,000 points shouldn't be that hard now. You know, again, my mediocre financial advice here, you know, it is a charge card, and that, that interest rate, you know, depending, I guess, on your credit score, could be as high as 24%. You start carrying a balance and start paying, you know, a finance charge every month, that free ticket becomes less and less of a value. So, you know, do yourself a favor, take a long, hard look at your financial uh, situation. You know, from what I've read, it says if you spend around $10,000 a year through a credit card, um, you should have no problem, you know, hitting this uh, this 110,000 points. So we'll see. We'll check back in uh, mid-year 2018 and see where we're at. You know, I'm really interested to see if, uh, if American Express, after 25 years of consistent use, will even notice if I'm gone. Eh, somehow I doubt it. Wrapping it up with plain drinking, or as Jenny Johnson likes to say, plain drinking with uh, D-R-I-N-K, no G. If you ever read my monthly crazy travel roundup, there's no shortage of booze-fueled stories. I, I'm not sure if it's getting away from the kids, the house, the pressurized cabin, the airport. I don't know what it is, but that mixture, you know, combined with the whole airport setting has got to be a beacon for all the airport booze wackadoos of the world, you know. And, and look, I enjoy an adult beverage when flying, you know, especially after work hours. Uh, last week, Jordy served me a wonderful bourbon and ginger ale on my flight from Birmingham back to Orlando. You know, so much so that I invited Jordy over to be the bartender at this year's Chateau Relaxo Christmas Extravaganza. You know, recently one of the guys on my team <laughs> grabbed a plane seat and found out the guy he was sitting next to was already hammered. I mean, the plane hadn't even left the ground. You know, he's consistently asking the flight attendant to get him a drink before the plane takes off. You know, finally the flight attendant had had enough and asks, are you going to be a problem? And to which the, the guy replies, yep. And a minute or so later, the pilot shows up and asks the hammered passenger to deplane. And he did. You know, no argument, no fight, no viral video. He just got up and, I guess, sobered up and caught the next flight. So, you know, one of the downsides of plane drinking in the, is that... Booze in an airport or on an airplane is expensive. I mean, you know, you, you can't walk into the duty-free shop and buy a bottle of tequila and then crack the, the lid on it at 10,000 feet. You know, just financially, there's a, there's a the break-even point versus how good you feel versus how light your wallet is. You know, and besides, if, if you're drinking early in the day, at some point you're going to come back into the sober world and, you know, that could be a miserable experience, especially if you're on vacation or you got kids with you. You know, and of course, the other issue is eventually you're going to have to get off the plane and get home from the airport or wherever you're going to. So unless you've got a loved one picking you up or you're going to use a rideshare service, you're going to be getting in a rental car or your own personal car. You know, as they say, buzz driving is drunk driving. So, well, that's it for episode five. Thank you for listening and do yourself a favor. Check out all the blogs over at hyperlando.com from food to health. We cover all the topics.